0: (laughs) i can can edit if we need to but i don't think we're gonna need to especially because we're perfect at this i love that this is being captured oh is it right now yeah right now we're recording fantastic all right here we go you can be on your phone i don't care are you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level you're in the right place welcome to excellence mindset with your host ryan james miller Hey everybody, before we get started on today's episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast, I just wanted to share something really exciting with you that I've been working on called Foundations. And this is really building foundations in order to live a life of excellence. You know, for me, many of you know my story. Um, I have achieved uh, many levels of success. i found joy in many different areas of my life and I've been setting and achieving goals for more than 20 years. And then tragedy struck And among other things, I was drawn into this season of reflection, really a gut check to understand what I was pursuing, who I was becoming, and even who I was in that moment. It was such a fruitful opportunity for me going back to the beginning and relaying the foundation and getting clear on who I was. And through that season, 2019 has been the most joy-filled year of life I've ever lived. And now I want to share that with you. That's why I created this Foundations program. It's a 90-day opportunity for you to do what I was able to do and hopefully to enable you to live the best year yet in 2020. So you can go to ryanjamesmiller.com slash foundations to check it out. With that, enjoy this next episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. There is gonna be so much fire and so much energy today because I am staring at the man himself, Mikhail Alfon. Good friend of mine. He is the co founder, CEO, and president of Blue Light Media. They are a digital marketing agency oh, and ad agency. I almost forgot that part. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Thank you oh, for having me here. It's
1: so good. For the listener, president, co founder, CEO, like we have employees too. Like, it's not, a, it's not like CEO of. One of me, <laughs> dude.
0: We are so gonna talk about that in a couple of minutes because the bullshit that I see out there right now is crazy as yeah. it relates to just that. Um. So why don't you give everybody just a little bit of a background? So no, you know what? I'm gonna tell the story first. I-, I think this is better to do it this okay. way. Okay. So, um, for those of you that don't know, and most of you don't know, um, I have known Mikhail now. I think about nine months. Right? It hasn't even been a year I think yet. It's been longer than that, M- but maybe close. And so I didn't know him. Uh, I was a friends with somebody else. Shout out to Brittany Crystal. She uh, was so awesome connecting us. And it happened inadvertently because um, we, were, we were following each other on Twitter and she tagged you in a tweet. And so I clicked on you, I check into you a little bit, and I'm like, oh, this guy sounds like a really cool dude. Started following some tweets, and then I hit you up. And I'm like, hey, we should get together. And I knew from the second that we first had coffee. I remember sitting down having coffee and it was like seconds into it, mm. like how genuine you were, how legit you were. Yeah. I'm going to try and make him get like a little bit red, maybe cry, <laughs> but no, really like that to me stuck out so much because uh, again, like we were, I was poking fun at it just a minute ago. but. I think that it's so easy to front mm. on like on social media Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram and you follow people they look so amazing so cool so all together and I know you don't say all those things about yourself <laughs> necessarily <laughs> but like it's just so easy to put on a front yeah and then when you actually meet the person they're a total asshole mm. and dude like I loved you right when we met yeah. you and I love the fact that in the time that we've gotten to know each other like it is just further like stamped that in so you guys are in for a treat not just because of what you're going to hear us talk about today which we don't even really know yet but i guarantee you that if you follow mikhail on instagram on twitter on linkedin you will be so blessed Uh not just by what he knows but who he is as a person and you guys know me more than anything else like I am all about being authentic being real being yourself and this dude is that and so Mm -hmm. I appreciate you I love you so much just because of the person that you are so thank you I'm gonna die
1: (laughs) (laughs) bro that's amazing and honestly I feel exactly the same way it was so rad Um, I probably was the I probably we probably went to Nook we went to Nook we did we did no it's been absolutely incredible knowing you and everything that you're doing and man I'm pumped to be here I, I don't know like you said all those nice things but I, I feel the same way so I'm like I don't even know what to say i like okay I'll just go outside <laughs> um, is this the part where I talk about me now
0: yeah so why don't you uh, no you don't have to but um, <laughs> here I'm going to provoke some of this because I know that you don't always love talking about yourself yeah. which is so funny because you're so present on social media I love what you've been doing. I love watching your morning workouts, not just for for the inspiration, but the realness, and you're getting some guns, dude. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, legit, guys boxing like a (laughs) champ. Um, Okay, so um, you've got a long story as to what got you into this in the first place. And so you were in the digital marketing space before, Mm -hmm. right? and uh, things went sideways for you. And you had an opportunity to make a really big decision that was going to um, have you step out of the organization that you were in to start something for yourself. Mm -hmm. And you decided to do that. And so as uh, as you stepped into business for yourself in the first place, like the first time when you started Blue Light, Um, and I know actually there was an iteration before that right but what was that like for you as you started a business for yourself after working for people for so many years
1: you know what's crazy is like I didn't even have a laptop at the time and um, I I hit up my old poker coach actually like letting him know that I had a an idea for a business and to the listeners since you don't know who I am um, I went to school when when I was like 18 or 19 to be a nurse I was a nurse for like three or four years. I ended up losing my nursing license because my identity was stolen and uh, as a result of that they revoked my license because whoever stole my identity used it to embezzle a bunch of money. So that sucked. So I wasn't able to get a job at the time and then I ended up playing poker and running underground casinos in Orange County. Um, helping run those
0: things which yeah. by the way is so sick. I'm gonna interrupt you so many times Like <laughs> it's okay. if you have ever seen the movie boiler room and remember Giovanna Rabisi running poker mm-hmm. in his house mm-hmm. like When I was young and in sales, and I was watching that guy run though. I'm like dude I totally want to do that like yeah. it was such a badass thing to do
1: was it, it cool for at least a few minutes? It was cool for I think yeah it was cool it felt cool at the time and what's funny (laughs) is i ended up working in a boiler room i swear to Buddha, no i swear so i ended up like you know i was decent at poker but then everything around that blackjack sports betting all this stuff um was really getting to me so my poker coach at the time says you i'll pay for you to go back to school or you need to get a job but
0: you're not doing this
1: anymore and coach
0: because you were going to play Professional poker. No, I p- just poke. needed
1: to be a better poker player. He was yeah. very structured in how he played and things like this. And But he ended up being more like a father figure mentor to me because um, my dad wasn't around at the time, right? So um, I decided to get a job. And it was a sales job at a local SEO firm. Like, not local like Irvine. It was local like Press 1 to get on the first page of Google. You remember those? <laughs> I sw- Dude, I'm telling you. And I learned about The Boiler Room. And then I watched that movie. I was like, wait a minute. This is my life. And I would be under, the, <laughs> I would be under the tables like doing the same thing because it was crazy in there. People would be jumping over the desk. Like, yeah, exactly for us. It was to like, but it would be the same thing. People would yell to from across the room. People would scramble to it. They'd grab it, and the whole th- I used all the lines like everything. But so dope. Similar to boiler room, I realized that um, when I started working in operations that. Um, that company wasn't really doing that much for their clients. You know, there's some clients that I worked for great, but there was too many calls I was taking where people were calling me out by name saying, Mikhail, do you know that that company is stealing money from small business owners? And for some of us, it's the last $1,500 we have. And that messed with me. And so that's when I decided to start my social media marketing company at the time where I thought it was gonna be like, you know, load up some content in Hootsuite and then press play and then charge people $500 a month, 27 clients, I'm sitting pretty, but it wasn't that. But to answer your question, when it was starting it, I think it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, I could do this, because I was able to see one of the companies I worked for go from 11 people to 100 people by the time I got fired from there. But um, I hit up my old poker coach, right, and, he prefers not to be named on any of these things I asked him. <laughs> so I hit up my old poker coach, and I was just telling him like, oh, I have this idea for a business, da, da da and he's like, you should do that, you'd be good at that. And he bought me my first computer. It was a loan though, like I had to pay him back. Yeah. But like, he bought it for me because I didn't have a thousand dollars, right? And uh, I still have that computer today. And I got to learn how to use my computer for one, but then I just started learning how to build websites and uh, on like, web.com or something like that. You know what I mean? And and then started learning about Hootsuite and things like this. And like, I don't know, like started building my own stuff. So that was kind of what it was. But honestly, at that time, like I start, I stopped going to the gym because I would go to work nine to five or, you know, eight to three, whatever it was. And I'd literally come home and I would work from, you know, whatever time I got off to 11 o'clock at night and start over. And that was the case for about six months until they finally fired me (laughs) okay so and they fired me because
0: they were assholes
1: no well maybe however they fired me because they found out i started that company right right competition yeah Yeah.
0: okay so um how much of that in the beginning i know well Things may have changed. How much of that in the beginning was that was an easy transition because you were comfortable with the space, you knew it, you knew you could do it better than them, Mm -hmm. and how much of that was because you really believed that that was the business that you were called to be in?
1: So, (laughs) the business I was called to be in, not really. I don't know. I don't ever think that was really the case. And they did local SEO, so they were building, like, Google Places uh, and these splash websites and, like, and doing some, like, directory listings to help, you know, small businesses get local rankings. Uh, I wanted to do social media, so I was posting to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, things like this. Uh, And they saw it as competition. I thought it was completely different, which it is. Um, But they saw it under the umbrella of internet marketing, right? So, whatever. Anyways, uh, to answer your question, it's like, I didn't... I wasn't like passionate about marketing yeah which is what's weird yeah I wasn't passionate about marketing I remember talking to some customers on the line uh, when I was working at the at that company and telling them like hey I think that you should do Facebook and you should do this and I started like researching it and just getting these ideas and then I just thought I could do it but at no point at this you know at no point was I like I'm really passionate about marketing yeah I want to be a marketer (laughs) I knew nothing And as I sit here today, five and a half years later, I'm like, wow, I really, really, really knew nothing. Mm. You know what I mean? So uh, (laughs) I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, no.
0: I think that's good because I think that for a lot of people, and again, I know you didn't do it um, uh, like to be shady, but I think that like people jump into businesses like that. Mm -hmm. And this one being right, like content marketing, digital marketing. Mm -hmm. It, it, it runs a close second to the shadiness of sales. Sure. And, uh, and and I think it's because people jump into that because they see an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And there is so much, even still today, which is so sad, so much smoke and mirror that's put up in front of people. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, give me 2,500 bucks a month and I'm gonna manage your social media. And it's like, what the hell does that even mean? And what is it getting me? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but mm-hmm. you're, you have a presence. You know
1: what's funny is like, to this day, we still put in our uh, contracts and our proposals that you're going to get x amount of posts per month we're going to do x amount of hours we're going to do da da da, da. because how i saw it when i started was like and and i thought there was a the big disconnect between that company and what i was doing was that there was no transparency or communication about the work that was actually being done yeah. magic was being sold yeah. when i sit across the table from somebody else i never preach magic ever it's like this is what we're going to do this is what it's going to look like we're gonna get on the phone every week. We're gonna produce X amount of photos for you. We're gonna do X amount of posts. We're gonna manage your uh, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Do your influencer marketing for this amount of time. And then we're gonna learn about how much it costs to acquire a new customer. We're gonna learn uh, you know, how, how much your CPMs are and when we have enough data that could be in 30 days depending on their ad spend or that could be in six months depending on their ad spend. when we have enough data then i can give you accurate projections and what the last the next 12 months are going to look like but you ryan asking me like what's my roi it's like i don't know yet yeah you're not doing you're not doing it now you know what i mean and you act you need these services to be done yeah you know what i mean so and that's just the bottom line i think like We've dealt with multiple companies in similar verticals where we can make some judgments on that, but there's so many nuances: the branding, the uh, the cost of the product, um, their target demographic, how much they can spend on ads, which makes a big difference. Like all of these things contribute to the projection we can make, and like that's why I'm just like, well, I sold that product for you know three dollars, you know, th- uh, we got them for got new customers at three dollars per new customer, and we sold. A zillion of them but that was that product yeah you know what I mean so I don't know it's like I don't I don't like it like I can do projections all day long if you want Facebook does that stuff for you but at the end of the day man it's like there's so many nuances in between like I'm just not comfortable doing that yeah and I'll never I'll never do that you know yeah I'll give you case studies but I'll never project on your behalf yeah
0: I love that <laughs> okay we're, we'll get back to present day and the future in a little bit mm-hmm. um, going back mm-hmm. so you start this business mm-hmm. You are begging, borrowing, <laughs> not stealing, um, to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. I know you were sleeping on a couch for a little while. Um, right? Not really. No,
1: I wasn't sleeping on a okay. couch. But I I think what you're referring to is that my uh, Sarah, who's now my like CFO, is um, she let me live in her house for $500 a month. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So um, was that partner number one?
1: No. Nelson was partner number okay, one.
0: Okay. So... Nelson was partner number one mm-hmm. and you have a second partner
1: which is Sarah Yep.
0: okay and so then she comes on so it's the three of you mm-hmm. and how long did you go before you hired your first employee other than the two of you or the three of you
1: okay so to clarify a little bit when I started my first company right after there I had one partner okay um, and so it was just him and I we had and I had to restart in 2017 and I'm sure we'll get there yeah uh, but it was we worked with a couple contractors, so it was immediate. We had like, like we had other people that were working with us, and they were just contracted. We'd pay them however much a month. But the first actual hire that wasn't in that first process, I would say, was about pretty close to about a year since we filed the LLC, but eight months after I got fired from that okay. company. Okay. Okay. Right? And, and what that was that? What that, year was that? That was in twenty fifteen okay yeah that was in 2015 okay that was Hannah actually
0: that's right okay so you um, get going yeah you get some clients things are starting to go okay Yeah, and you hit another bump in the road Mm -hmm. and so what was that like having to start over again 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 Dude. Cause that was like again 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 right? I know like it did feel you, like that. You were pursuing being a nurse. Mm-hmm. You start life all over again. Mm-hmm. You get into this space. You work for what turned out to be a dirty company. You, I'm saying that, and you may not be that raw about it. I just don't think I can say that. Okay, I can say that. <laughs> um, and so you work for that company. You know that they were doing shady things because people were saying that they were not you, but customers. Uh, so you leave no you start another business you get fired from there uh, that's kind of like starting over again uh, then you go full-scale on your own mm-hmm. then you hit this point mm-hmm. where you have to start over again mm-hmm. and so at what point do you feel like or did you feel like I just I'm over this
1: you know it was man and unfortunately. I got a lot uh i still have a lot of love for my old partner right um we were friends for like 15 years 18 years or something like that before we split ways starting the business we just had no idea what we were getting ourselves into i had no idea we did a 50 50 split whatever um but as we started actually working together we realized like this doesn't work we had different goals we had different visions we had different values we had different Uh, definitions of what happiness was Hmm. um, in different ways that we approached life and I'm now I'm just the biggest believer in that you know loyalty and friendship does not come from history it comes from common values and common goals
0: you know what I mean and this was wait a minute (laughs) like if you're listening right now like sit on that for a second I think that's easy for I, I know you really believe that, but I think that's exactly. easy for you to say, because um, you're living it mm-hmm. every single day. But I don't think that's the way because you know where where I'm hoping we'll get to at some point. Like, I don't think that's the way most people do business. Mm-hmm. Um, life is a whole different a whole different game, which I think it's there too. But like in the context of business, like. Unfortunately, longevity wins far too often. Like That's why we see people stuck in these miserable Mm -hmm. client-vendor relationships because they've been with them for so long and they're being abused. And so say that again so people hear you say that now that I've made it a point.
1: Yeah. Loyalty and friendship is not built on history. It's built on common values and common goals.
0: Oh, okay. It's like my
1: mantra for life now. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I have a lot of mantras for life, but that's definitely one that I truly believe in. But, like, how that transition was, honestly, like, it was, it was, I think it was the hardest part time of my life. Huh. It, I was, and I don't ever claim anxiety or depression or anything like that, but it caused me so much stress that, I, like, I would go to the gym and I, could, I swear to Buddha, like, I couldn't curl like 15 pounds. I physically could not do it. I was breaking out in hives. I was anxious that like, you know, he, you know, my, I was just anxious of what could happen next. Yeah. And um, it was tough. I would just, it was really awful. and I, I, And if it wasn't for Nelson giving me some air cover, like, you know, he gave me a sense of security that there was like this buffer that and nelson's been working with me since day one right so he actually came through he came through and he ended up being a partner with me in this in blue light media um because he was promised that before and never got it so that needed to happen Uh. but um and same thing and sarah saw me build everything because we were roommates this whole time and whatever and she let me live there so that's why i made her a partner (laughs) you know and that type of thing good job guys but honestly if it wasn't for them um and hannah too you know because hannah saw it from the beginning she was just moving out on top of that from nashville in 2017 and like shit i gotta pay can
0: i say shit yeah okay i, said I already shit. said asshole. All right. All right. a couple of times i think. Um, like
1: she was just moving out from nashville she needs to pay rent and i'm like oh my gosh like what am i gonna do she came out to like work with me or at least you know knowing that she had this job here i was like are you kidding like what am i gonna do yeah yeah um So yeah, dude. Honestly, it was like the and for it lasted to be like the hardest time of my life for about six months.
0: Did she? Did Hannah come work there before you split, or no? Right after the split. No,
1: she was there when she was that first hire I was telling you about. Okay. Contractor. Okay. But you know we're I think at the time we were paying her like a steady like monthly retainer type of thing. Yeah. Um, But she helped me work on like the first project, like the first big client that we got at the time. Yeah. And that was, I believe that was in about 2015. I could be wrong with that, but I'm pretty sure it was 2015. Wow. Um, So, so yeah. So she saw a lot of what happened. Yep. Right. Um, So yeah, it's
0: crazy. (laughs) So 2017. So you're enduring just a really, really tough season of life and over again. And so, 2000 which is crazy for me to think about, obviously not knowing you, but knowing what I know now and knowing what you and your team have produced in the last two years Dude is enough. freaking nonsense to me.
1: Well, bro, that's what I'm, that's, that's what, sometimes, unfortunately, and this isn't a knock on my old partner. Like, I hope he's well. We haven't spoken since and that it still messes with me today, wow. to be quite honest with you. Cause he was my oldest friend there's a lot of history you know what I mean but um, but look sometimes like sometimes addition happens by subtraction yeah and there's something that's weighing somebody down and you don't even know and a lot of times you won't even know that that's the thing but look if you don't vibe with the if you don't vibe with the person that you're supposed to be going through everything with if it's a friend if it's a if it's a, like a romantic relationship or whatever, <laughs> If, if those values and those goals are not the same, you will never move at the same speed and there's gonna be weight behind you. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And literally, the second, the, almost the second that that happened, everything took off. There was no way that we'd be able to make the same progress in the past relationship that I had, just yep. because we didn't have the same values. One of them, for example, and like, you know, this isn't a thing, but like, I personally believe in making contributions to great organizations. We were able to do that this year. It wasn't a lot, but it was more than a little. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just not something that you know my old partner really believed in at the time, you know, or at least it wouldn't have facilitated that. I don't know what the case would be. Or hiring people and spending time with them and being friends with them, especially when you're in the small in a small setting, like those aren't things that really that we agreed on. Yeah. Um, but I think those are the things that made us really strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? But You just gotta cut the weight, man, and then just, and then then you can go.
0: Yeah. Well, I think people are willing to do that when money's on the line, Mm -hmm. and people get done dirty. And yet again, like this is people needing to have a sense of who you are, or just believing me when I say it. But like, I know that you were doing that for the right reasons, Mm -hmm. and it was far beyond, you know, your own personal financial success. Yeah. You know.
1: Trust me, like my I'm happy where I'm at. I'm not making a lot of money. Like yeah. you know, I'm just I mean I, I am in the global sense and whatever, but it's I'm not making like I'm not making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Just not. Yeah. Um but I'm happy with what I have and I know that I'm building something, I know that'll come with time and if it never does, I'm having a great time right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, freeze.
0: No way that I can let that go. <laughs> this is just one of those moments like I did I don't know how much money you make like I I frankly could care less Um, for you to even say that out loud and not exaggerate what you're doing as a result of like most people would not say that because that just doesn't sound like enough money and so like but do you get what I'm saying like that that does like I don't know. I mean, that to me, you, you saying that, that just again, really demonstrates, especially when you are on the outside looking into you and looking into your agency and looking into the success of your agency, anybody would look at you and be like, dude, the guy's killing it. Right. We're in orange County. Like you can't survive on, you know, whatever. And so I, I want people to hear what he just said. Like, you do not have to make some dollar figure. Everybody thinks it's the six figure thing. And now people think it's the seven figure thing, which is just no. freaking bananas to me. But like, you don't have to make a lot of money to run no. a successful business, no. to enjoy life, mm-hmm. to be happy. Right? Like, People need to know that. No, like,
1: and, and like very tactically, like, and by the way, like I personally don't pay myself from the company more than a hundred and it's significantly less than a hundred thousand um, dollars. But, uh, and if anybody wants to know the actual number, just DM me on Instagram, at Mick, M-I-Q-K. Q Q comes before the K. I just don't want to say that for whatever reason, like my accountant or attorneys, I don't know. Anyways, um, but like, it's, for one, the company does really well. Uh, We profit, which is great. My employees do pretty well, which is cool. Um, But I just made like adjustments in my life. My office is like, you know where I live, right? Yeah. It's, it's three minutes to my house or to my apartment if I hit traffic. Three minutes. I don't drive a fancy car, even though I paid a ton of money for it. But, like, I don't drive. <laughs> my credit was bad after the, uh, the, the uh, identity theft, but whatever. Like, I don't drive a fancy car. I don't need – like, my mom gave me this – gave me this watch but outside of that my shirts from $6 from Target I got two pairs of jeans for $65 from Sun, and my shoes were $25 from K Swiss and I look dope Like, <laughs> <laughs> boom! check boom. out that picture but it's just like all that stuff like those things like don't matter to me yeah and you know and there's like there's things in the business that I'm able to do I get to travel to New York because I have clients out there yeah um, I get to go to grit cycle you know Basically for free because they're a client of mine. I think
0: it's because Brie just like cons you into it all the time
1: Yeah, that too, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's like all these things were kind of built around that I realized what it was and then it's like you make it work, but you don't need that and my fiance is amazing She brings she works too and we contribute to rent like all these things. We don't you know I have a taste for nice restaurants. That's my thing but like outside of that like dude, we spend maybe 400 400 and five hundred dollars a month on food both of us uh, for groceries like you know we're blessed in those senses and when we start a family maybe that'll change but man the biggest thing that I learned from poker which allows me to be okay with saying like I make less than a hundred thousand dollars and I'm the CEO of my company and I live in Orange County and da 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 like so good like what allows me to do that is I don't equate my self-worth to how much money I'm making right the money I make is just a tool to make more money and contribute to my company. Yeah, and that's what I learned from playing cards was like the money in front of me. That's it just turned to chips, dude. That's like it, it. Yeah. Yes. It, that's all it was. Yep. Yeah. And my coach would always say that poker is a lifelong game. It's not about one session or another. And when I look at that today, it's not about quarter by quarter by quarter. It's like was I able to sustain a good life for the long term? Yep. And I've been, you know, I've been in business for. Five and a half years is how I count it. To be honest, yep. I haven't had to get a new job or anything like that, so I'm like, I'm doing okay. You know what dude, I mean, dude? What's
0: so sick about you saying that too? So uh, we were in Vegas last weekend. We were playing blackjack, and uh, Michelle and I always joke because <clears throat> you know we know how much money we're gonna like we're gonna bring up there, whether that's gambling or shows or whatever. And so we were sitting at the blackjack table, and we were just getting hammered, right, hand mm-hmm. after hand, just losing. And she just kept saying, "It's just plastic, you know, it's just chips," and so. When you can have a level head and a wise head about seeing the value of money, like it's can be such a fantastic thing, right? The flip side is is when people are like, oh, it's just chips and they're literally yeah. losing their ass, right right, right? right right? Because they don't understand that like there's really money behind mm-hmm. that. But what I love about what you said and what I want people to hear, like I try and live this as often as possible. and I used to be in a place where money was a lot to me like, I drove a Mercedes, Mm -hmm. and I bought a house in Orange County, and everybody had to know it, and when I was making good money, and, like, dude, it all burned. first of all, right? Like, it all burned. Like, I lost Mm -hmm. my house, my cars, my toys. Like, I was taking handouts from friends and church in order to put food on the table for, like, 18 months, Uh. right? And as I've come out the other side, like, it's life has got to be so much more than that. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't desire to want to be successful, whatever that looks like, to make money, to buy nice things, to go to nice dinners, whatever's important to you. But ultimately, like, if we don't have our happiness and our joy rooted in something other than that stupid dollar figure, like, we're ruining our life and we're probably, in your case, or in the case of somebody that's running a company, you're ruining the life of everybody around you. Absolutely
1: absolutely like why why on earth would I take from a business aspect for once? like why would I take a hundred and I can if I wanted to right why would I take a hundred thousand dollars a year when I could hire new talent when I could do things that like make my team happy that give me such a great life if it's not for Carly Hannah Lynn Nelson uh, Sarah like I don't have this life <laughs> you know yep. what I'm saying so like I'm gonna give everything I possibly can to them you know what I mean and just, and that's that. Like, that's to the end, the end of the story. And, but you're similar to me, though. And I, we weren't like that to begin with, right? right? Like, I lost a lot of things, too, when my identity was stolen and lost my license. Like, my mom and I were living in Mission Vieja, but we were on food stamps. I was on food stamps till 2017. You know what I mean? Like, um, When you actually, it's from Fight Club, they say it. When you lose every, only when you lose everything are you free to do anything. And it's because we're slaves to material bullshit. We're slaves to the status of like, I make six da. da, da, da," that we feel trapped and we do these stupid things that don't make us happy because we need to match somebody else's definition of success, but once we can get rid of that and understand that like, my Alexa's good, my company's good, my family's good, that's all I need.
0: Yeah, you know, and I get
1: to like, have, like I like going into the movies. I don't need anything else. Like, yeah, you know, so like, that's it. That's all you need. Like, what do you really need?
0: Okay, uh, so like da- down this rabbit hole farther because like this is important for for people to hear, especially okay. as like, you're my friend. I love you. I just wanted to have this conversation, but I was sure. waiting for the right time because like I-, I really wanted to highlight the very best of who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm. But like going down this line a little bit farther because it's important. So as I watch so many people online, right? This is like, this is where you observe. So many people are, per, are preventing themselves from being successful, truly successful because they're too busy putting on a front, mm-hmm. right? Like, I like that. yeah, like you think about <laughs> that, right? Like sometimes I'm really afraid even now to like let my clients know that I'm doing well because I don't want people to think that I don't want more clients right like I need them I, I feel that bad actually. <laughs> right and so like that's important to me um, another thing is just like when, when you're always talking about like things are good and like things are awesome and I got it all together like people are for some reason like people are less willing to want to invest into you and help you And, like, if you really are there, if you're really killing it, like, that's awesome. You don't need to be an asshole about it, but, like, it's really cool. But if you're not, I think that being honest and transparent about where you're at will enable you to take that next step. Mm. Like, just be yourself. Like, why do you have to put on a front that you are something when you're probably little to nothing?
1: Yeah. You know what the craziest part is, though? All of that social media stuff and that people are putting on fronts for, like, that does dick for you. Right. Like... Uh, so I, I don't really go either way. Like if, if you, you follow me on Instagram, so you know, it's just all these photos and whatever, or all these like, uh, quotes that yeah. I just screenshot on my phone. Cause I don't have time to take a picture cause I'm too busy actually working. <laughs> like <laughs> 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 I, that's just like what it is, you know? And like, um, but what's interesting about that is because, and this is kind of a weird thought and it's a little bit of a tangent. I understand that people follow me on Instagram for specific reasons because they want to see those quotes so sometimes I am talking in a certain way um, and it maybe uh, breathes a little bit more like success or a little bit more like hustle or like whatever it might be gratitude but I feel different ways all the time but I know what people are there for and it's really a service thing I got to think about who's there but everything that I post on that is actually me talking to myself yes you know what I'm saying yeah so like if my if my phone says if my last Tweet says like broken hearts will heal, and sometimes harder than steel. Like it's cause I'm actually going through something. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I'm kind of just talking myself there. I don't know if anybody really knows that yet, but that's actually the case. But as far as like client stuff, like it's funny when I put out that uh, uh, video of the holiday party slash my birthday party. I was like, eh. I don't know if I want everybody to see this because they'll think I'm just frivolous with money. But little do they know that I worked out a deal with the bar, that I had good connections for the step and repeat, that like a good, great connection for the coordinator, and like everything was like on a budget. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's for the team and for, for whoever. Anyways, I don't know where I was going with that other than your Instagram does not define who you are, your social media does not define who you are. If you're in business and need to develop a personal brand, you. Like showing people that you're on a private jet is not giving value.
0: Wait a minute, I like my private jet, I love your <laughs> private jet and your helicopter. Wait, not mine, not mine, the <laughs> service that I use. Right.
1: Did you use JetSuite X? JetSuite X, I'm yet to use it. There's but there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. And
0: look, if you're I'm okay, not, you said something to me one time uh, that like about that that I really loved, and it was, uh, it was related to helicopter service and it, it, it was something along the lines of like within reason like you want to taste these experiences mm-hmm. because then that will help you strive to one day live in them right mm-hmm. like I, I, that's not exactly what you said and not that one day you want to buy your own helicopter like that's a pretty kind of do that'd be pretty bad yeah. <laughs> so um but like and, and like I don't want to own my own private jet. But dude, every time I go to Vegas, I want to fly jet suite because it's not that much more expensive. And the experience is way, yeah. way more worth it. I'd rather spend my money there anyway than on some stupid thing that I'm never going to remember five mm. minutes after I've spent the money on it.
1: Absolutely. And this is kind of a weird thing. And you got to like balance this with what works for your life and whatever. But I 100% believe that you just got to give your opportunity to taste the good life so that you know that it's possible.
0: Oh, that was it. Boom oh, That was it right there.
1: <laughs> but it's true. And once you know it's possible then you'll work to get it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's like literally what it is. And by the way, like the uh what was it, the skyrise that we we're using yeah. for um for the helicopter like did you get yours for free yes I got mine for free because I got mine for free because of you okay great Seriously. so it's like we got to ride on helicopters for free so people are seeing this like he's killing it I'm like bro I got that for free because like I can still I don't have to spend a bunch of money to have like a fun time
0: yeah you know yeah. I and mean? so
1: anyways but it's true man I it works for me it might not work for everybody else yeah. but you know it's something like I don't know test drive the Lamborghini they're not going to do a credit check for you to test drive the Lamborghini. Yeah. But if that's something that you're going after, touch it, feel it. Yeah. See what it feels like. Understand that you sitting in that is actually possible. Or go out to that nice dinner on a smaller yeah. scale that you usually wouldn't go to. Pick a nice occasion. Save up like, I don't know, whatever you need to save up. Splurge a little bit and know that those things are possible because it's all provided for us. You know what I'm saying? But the limiting belief is that we've never touched it ourselves. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's
0: like... And I think we sometimes too like I think we have bad expectations. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say unrealistic though some people have those too but like you need to think about what is really important to you and what is really gonna like what is really gonna produce joy in your life right right? because for most people it's not the Lamborghini right it's not the helicopter ride up to Staples Center it's not jet suite to Vegas or wherever like you have to really understand deeply inside of you what it is that is going to produce that sense of joy and that fulfillment. Like for me, it's less about the private plane or the semi-private plane, and it's more about this experience that I get to take with my wife, whom I almost lost twice in my life. Right. Once as the result of being an a-hole of a husband and almost getting a divorce, and once as a result of some madman that almost put a bullet through her head. Right. And so for me, it's I'm going to invest into these things because I may not have her tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would rather spend extra money on that yeah. stuff. So that's why I work for those things. hundred percent.
1: Some of it's time. The helicopter thing, I think. Oh, gosh. Because so I really want a helicopter or at least the the financial freedom to, to consistently get like Skyrise. Because now that Skyrise is available, I don't even need a helicopter. But like to consistently do that, because like time is a big thing for me. Like if I can get more of that and be on my phone or whatever I need to do, great. The X thing, similar, because you don't have to go through, you know, TSA. You don't have to do that. And it's kind of boss. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's terrible. Yeah, no, it's cool. But yeah, like those things, I agree with you. It's like what made the helicopter ride so special was like Alexa had never been on a heli- Oh, I gonna tear up. Uh, Alexa had never been on a helicopter before. And she just looked at me like, she's just like, this is so cool. And then she looked down, did you notice there's a lot of swimming pools between here and L.A.? And like she's like, there's a lot of swimming pools. I'm like, that's honestly what I thought, too. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah, man, but those experiences, I mean, that's that's what matters, man. Like, what, good's, what good is a helicopter ride, a nice dinner, or even a Lamborghini if you have nobody to share it with? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's about the people that you get to spend that time with, right? <laughs> but what's crazy is those people don't give a shit about that stuff. They just want to be with you. Yeah. That's something I consist. I, I have to teach
0: myself every day. Okay, so bringing that back then to you're running a company. Mm-hmm. And you have two partners. Mm-hmm. You have a total of six employees? Five or six? Seven. Seven employees. Mm-hmm. You guys love to be around each other. We do. Um, I had the pleasure of, if you listened, I don't know, eight or 10 episodes back, Hannah Moyer, um, we had an amazing conversation around health and healthy living and eating. Um, So uh, I follow her, I follow Nelson Mm -hmm. uh, and Carly. And so watching how much they love their job, like they love being around each other, being around you. Like I don't care what you say after what I'm about to say, it is absolutely a testament to the character that you walk with every single day. I, you know what, I hope so. It's I, not you I, hope I, so. I, like there's, I, I no, like we can almost argue about this. <laughs> there is, like, there is no other way that that would sustain over a long period of time. In the beginning you go to work for a company it's super exciting perks are cool things are fun you get to go to nice dinners once in a while you get to work with cool clients maybe you get paid good like whatever it is like all those things are great those things all begin to fade away Mm -hmm. but the joy in working for somebody that truly loves what they do and loves the people around them that sustains and, and and overcomes every other thing
1: (laughs) yeah you're absolutely right like um i recently lost my aunt uh and over thanksgiving and carly messaged me she's like hey if you need to be with your family like i got it i'll handle it Mm -hmm. and i was like i do need to be my family but it's you guys and that's just the god honest truth like i love getting there and working with them because i don't know that i consider them some of my best friends all of them really you know what i mean like Carly and I joke that we're like the troublemakers of the company, although she, I think she's settled down a little bit now that she's been with Malachi for two years. But like, <laughs> no. Nah, but it's, you know, it's, it's the truth. I love being around those people, and I love coming there. Even, and the days are tough. It's like any other family. There are some days that are tough. Clients might be not be doing well. Somebody has something going on that they brought into the office, whatever it is. But like, but again, it comes back to like the end goal and the end values. Like, if you guys are both focused on the same thing, if you care about being around each other and if you care about making, you know, whatever your company values are, if you guys can all agree, agree upon that, all the other bullshit doesn't matter. That's all temporary. But the goal is never not temporary. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna about to get into a conversation about faith, but that's why, like, you need two people in a relationship that believe in one God, right? As opposed to having different beliefs because if, you're, if you rely on only the other person, if I just rely on you as a human who is not perfect and will fail and will have days where you're a complete asshole for no reason, then this relationship is going to fail if I rely completely on you. But if I rely on a goal and if I rely on values, those things never fail, yep. right? Okay. So like if we can always work toward that, you know, that's, that's I think that's what it comes down to.
0: Okay, so you poked that bear. So, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there a little bit. Um. I'm 100% confident that somebody without faith in God can be a great leader, mm-hmm. a great person, run a great company, but there is something about somebody that truly has faith in God that cannot be replicated outside of that.
1: Because there's no fear.
0: Yes, Yeah, uh, no fear of failure. Mm -hmm. There's no fear of being something that you're not. Like, when we understand, and this this is me, right? So I had this conversation with a guy the other day, like, at my worst, God saved my soul. Mm -hmm. Which then leads me to believe that I don't have to be anything else, even though I want to. It leads me to then extend grace to other people, to care for other people, to support other people, to do things that when, when it comes time to compromise, I'm able to make a decision to not, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so like, I think that that is something that is so valuable. Again, it's not like you have to do this or else, but I do think that that helps you to then more deeply care for and invest into the people that are around you mm-hmm. because of who you recognize yourself to be.
1: Yeah. And it, you know, there's a lot of things. I mean, like when my mom and I had to sell jewelry to make ends meet, like her jewelry to make ends meet, people would be like, I have to sell my jewelry. In retrospect, I was being provided for. When I was on food stamps and my mom and I were on food stamps, people would be like, I'm on food stamps. i now look at it like I was provided for and every step of the way, God had my back. You know what I mean? And like, I'm not perfect, but he still does, which is great, you know? And so when I look at the future, I'm like, the worst case scenario, I'll be provided for, and whatever's gonna happen is supposed to happen. But what always comes first, you know, is the team around me. And I'm not just saying this, like, it's the team around me and what I'm supposed to do. True story, I don't tithe at work <laughs> or at church because I feel like, and, and I don't think that, um, I don't know, it's, it's a weird thing. But like, I'm like, I pour a lot into this and a lot into like other things, mentorship through people. So I'm like, that's kind of where it goes, but it doesn't go specifically to church. But I think the biggest mistake that people make is they give to other people what's left over instead of what you get first. You know what I mean? That's so big. And it truly tells you what your character is like. It's crazy, man. That's one thing I learned about poker is you learn a lot about a man when it comes between him and his money. And since I was a little kid, I'll tell you right now, I don't really care about it. I like it. I need it to like buy food, but I don't care. I'd rather buy you a Rolex than me. It would make me feel better. And neither of us want Rolexes, no, but like you know what I'm saying? Like it would just make me feel better. Like I don't need that stuff. But it, it's true, and I think I think a lot of the thing like maybe, and I don't know like we could, I don't know what the thing is like. Steve Jobs ran a great company, but we don't know if he's a great leader. I don't know I I think he was an atheist and I'm not too familiar with that but at the end of the day it's like it's just accountability and it's about having the right example of what a leader is supposed to do about how God loved how Jesus loved this whole thing again I'm not perfect and I don't know the Bible back-to-back but I get the gist of like how I'm supposed to treat the people around me and what I'm supposed to do for them and I just want to do that a lot of it is just in me but I have a great example of what it's supposed to be and at least there's some accountability there
0: Yeah. No, I mean, as we're beginning to land the plane, that is what I wanted you to convey. You know, in order to lead a company, you have to care more about the people around you than you do about yourself. Like, I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what any other guru says. Like, in the deepest part of my gut, I believe, that that is the key component to somebody being a great leader because that will produce so many other things, whereas if that is deficient, everything else crumbles. Yeah. And so as you you think about moving forward into the future Mm -hmm. with this team and you, let's just say you double in size company. Mm. <laughs> he has a grin on his face I love that if you need work follow yeah. No, yeah. Um, maybe you should um, as you think about that how do you continue to replicate yourself in your deep-seated belief and value into other people so that they can do that for other people
1: you just gotta keep your core tight like and I'm not talking about abs I'm talking about like the people that were with you from the beginning and for me um, it's Nelson, Carly, Hannah, and Sarah, you know what I mean? And no disrespect to everybody, I have all the love for the other team members, but they saw everything, you know what I mean? They were with me in the transition of my last company, this one, the whole thing. So you gotta keep your core tight and you just gotta drive it home, like very tactically, I, I link up with them all the time and I reiterate, like, we gotta lead with love when there's problems, it's love, when you feel like there's tension, it's love, it's that type of thing. We got, you know, like all of these things, that's the biggest thing, is just continuously communicating what your mission is, and then in addition to that, like understanding who they are as people and what they value, Mm. straight up, like, and being friends with them, with your core, and those are gonna be my leaders. Nelson's obviously already one, Carly's starting to be one, Hannah's starting to be one, like all these things, those are gonna be their leaders, and they have to know where I come from. Hannah and I, like, can connect a little bit outside of work, um, not just on, uh, you know, not just about, like, regular friendship, but we also have, you know, she's a, very, she's a very devout Christian, she's building a church out here now, too, and she understands my internal struggle of, like, how I know I'm not perfect, how I have all these things, but I'm really striving for it, and she's there for me. Carly is one of the best friends that I could ever ask for, and she knows all of these things about me, but then we have our own like commonalities. But at the end of the day, like all we care about is the well-being of, you know, we call it the core four plus one, because Sarah, she's not in the office every day. Um, you know, and I'm excited to expand that a little bit, but if you can instill that through constant communication, spending time, being vulnerable, and letting these people in on how your business is operating and how you're operating as a human being, then it's easier to replicate that for other people. But the problem is, is just like anything else, you feel the leader feels like he has to put up a front all the time. And in some spots, you do, you do have to play the part. If the if there's financial stuff that's crumbling down, you have to make sure that your team feels safe. Period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but outside of that, like if you're going through something, talk to your team. If you if you know if you're getting a new client and you're thinking about pricing and all this stuff talk to your team let them know how the business is doing and what we're thinking get their thoughts on it and then replicate that and then when you make a decision let them understand why that's the biggest thing a lot of people they want to play this fucking seat ce- sorry the ce- the CEO role <laughs> where it's like oh i'm just gonna make a decision i'm gonna walk off it's like no i'm gonna make a decision but let me tell you why and let me tell you like where it's coming from and what I hope that it's going to do. And if you can do that and be transparent in your thought process, then they can do that for you later on. So I'll literally like write out emails for Carly one time and I'll do it, say it in a specific way. And I'll tell her, here's why I phrased it like this. Da da, da, da And now she's able to do that. You know what I mean? So it's just communication and transparency on who you are, which is weird that that's like the key to everything. But leaders have to do that too. And leaders have to be okay with being vulnerable selectively because there in my opinion, there is a certain sense where you have to be the one that's strong mm-hmm. and you have to be the one that's made of steel. You know, and you gotta pick where you can be vulnerable in the right places. But like you can't walk in the office being like, The business is gonna fail, I don't know what we're gonna do, da even though like as an owner, like you feel that every day, even though things are going well. Yeah. Yeah being an entrepreneur is living in a constant state of some sort of anxiety yeah like that's just what it is
0: welcome to entrepreneurship yeah
1: living your best life red. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah man i think it's just uh you know it's communication it's transparency and it's a lot of trust um and understanding that trust is never earned it's a decision that you make as the person and you can choose to trust the right people if you'd like to Yep. did that answer your question
0: in more ways than one. Like okay. I can't wait to go back and listen to that myself. <laughs> I really can't because as a consultant, like when I consult and I go into organizations, I see this problem all the time. Like people hire me in to quote-unquote fix their employees or fix their process, mm-hmm. and I always tell them that there's a really good chance that you're a part of the problem. I literally say that in every one of my consults mm-hmm. before they pay me. They laugh every time. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, like it's not them. I'm 30 days in, and I'm like, hey, you're part of the problem, yeah, right? I mean, it's
1: like, it's obvious. You know what's crazy, dude, is like, we recently had an issue with, and everybody knows at the company, so I don't feel weird about saying this. Like, we recently had an issue with somebody, like, no call, no show, like, on a day. Like, they put it on their calendar, but didn't tell anybody, and like, we were, like, upset about it. Um, This happened over, like, Thanksgiving or whatever. We we're all, like, upset about it, and then I realized, oh, wait, I didn't type out that policy and procedure. My bad. Like that's just what it is. You think that it's, and by the way, like, because I'll, I'll play both sides. It is common sense to let your boss know in writing that you should do that. <laughs> right, right. However, if I don't have that as a policy and procedure, and this goes back to owning it, if I don't have that policy and procedure, I didn't feel, uh, I didn't, um, you know, facilitate that happening. Then that's actually on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if my, you know, you got to do everything you can to put everything in black and white, and set the standard as the leader. And if you don't set that standard, but yet expect people to reach it, like you're out of your mind. Yeah. Being in the creative space as well, like I have to step away from so many projects because I of course have an opinion on how a video looks, how a photo looks, how copy looks, how the strategy looks. But at the end of the day, it's not my opinion that really matters when it comes to that. It's if the client's happy and if we're hitting numbers. That's the KPI. Like. That and my team, that's the KPI, not my opinion. You're there to like, look, as president or founder, whatever you want to call it, and I think that this might translate to other people, your responsibility is to make sure that your people still have a job and set a vision and get to that vision. Not to like micromanage the shit out of every single like
0: email that goes out. But yep. So many people want to do that. I know, I know. <laughs> because they think they are perfect. Um, Sorry. So let's pretend for a second, mm. we're, we're never going to wish this upon you, that it all went away mm. again, mm-hmm. and you wake up tomorrow, what would you do?
1: So, and I need actual context for this because I think about this all the time. So all my clients fired us. We have 60 days runway, right? Let's just say tomorrow all my clients follow us. That's This is the only way yes. that it actually works yep. in reality. All my clients fire 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 us. So we have X amount of money in the bank. The first thing that I do is...
0: And every single one of your friends mm -hmm. and fellow employees Mm -hmm. hate you. Oh, that part's hard.
1: I don't know why they would hate me.
0: Because you lost all your clients. Mm.
1: I don't think that the team would hate me. I'll be honest with you. Okay. But what I would do if that happened, for whatever reason, is I would make sure that each person had like a 30-day to 45-day runway and then, and then that's it, so that they can find a new job. The good news is I have a ton of great contacts and I would connect them with people. I actually s- did this with Carly when I had to leave my old business, right? We weren't, I wasn't gonna have enough money to pay Carly. We had a great client who loved her. We connected her with them. She worked with that client for a year and then the first year of Blue Light was Operation Save Carly. We pulled her I <laughs> Love it. You know what I mean? So I would do that again. Um. I'd probably call my uncle just to let him know the situation. Alexa would know, my fiance, obviously. And I think that I'd probably get a job to make ends meet for like three or six, three to six months, but if I needed to, but then I would just start over again. But what's interesting about that is I think when I think, and to the listener, if I'm going like on a tangent on this, I constantly think about the actual worst case scenario to remind myself that it's not that bad. Uh-huh. Cause if I lost everything tomorrow, like my uncle's there, like Alexa, like we could move in with Alexa's family, Yeah, my mom. She'll still love you. I'll find a, I can, yeah, exactly. I'll make a way to make $4,000 a month or whatever I need to make to like pay rent. Like I know that I can do that, so it's fine. Like, so I think about this often. So anyways, probably call my uncle. Who's the first company I would call? I'd probably call Grit Cycle. I swear to Buddha, I'd call Grit Cycle. I'd call Grit Cycle, and I'd want to be an instructor for them and manage all of their digital campaigns. That's what I would do. Oh,
0: that's pretty tough. Yeah, because
1: I love spinning. I really do. I constantly now think about: should I just moonlight as a spin instructor because I can do the five forty-five class and still get in at seven thirty? Why not?
0: So fun. Yeah.
1: So I could figure that out. Was that your question? What would I do?
0: Yeah. No, I I, I like that. Uh, because... I, after, by the way. After
1: crying a lot. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I'll be real with you. So I have a 48-hour rule where, like, you can feel bad for yourself for 48 hours, and then you got to get your shit together and go. So for two, for two days, I would cry, I would eat, and I would, like, I, I would probably drink, like, and all that. And then after two days, I'd get my shit together, start applying for jobs, start networking, whatever it is. I am blessed to, over the last couple years, build a great network where I feel like I can work for you if I needed to, right? So... Yeah, I don't know. I think I could do that. I don't know. I'm not really scared about that.
0: I love (laughs) I love that because like your company is not you. Yeah. Like as much as you contribute to the values of the organization, as much as like it is so much a part of what you invest into every single day, you just figure it out. And I think that that's something that people need to hear, right? There's people that are hanging on to, maybe it is a job that they're hanging on to way too long because they don't know what they're going to do next. Or the other side is they've been hanging on to this business that they've been running that's barely making it, and it's killing them, and they need to realize they just need to cut ties and go get a job. And I think it's okay to to do that, right, like there are other other opportunities. What I love the most about, well no, there's a couple things that I really love, but one of the things I really loved about what you said is you've worked so hard to build a community of people around you that you could reach out to and that you know would be there for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so, so important, and I think that as much as people have a big network, I don't think it's as rich as they believe it is because they're really just in it to have a f- number of followers, a number of connections, or to go to people when they need something convenient for them. Yeah,
1: that's bullshit, I don't believe in that. Can I, refrain, can I re-answer my question? Right okay, first? okay. I don't think I would call Grit Cycle and be their marketing director or anything like that. Maybe for like a month, but I would probably, because like I know how good it is to like own my own thing now, I'd probably ask to be in as a consultant or contractor. Yeah, I just need to clarify that for me. Yeah, I would not be a W two employee because, like, honestly, like, as tough as this thing is, it is the best. It is the most rewarding thing in the world. Yeah, and that, like, like I rolled into my, like, I was mentoring the kids at Fullerton right now, um, or for this last semester to whatever they were doing in the entrepreneurship class, and they had their final presentation, and they all had to set up, dress in a suit and tie and whatever for the client that we were presented to, and I roll in in this, and for the for the. Uh, for the listener I'm still wearing the target t-shirt and my pack some jeans <laughs> like and my sneakers and I look around and I was like oh I'm sorry I didn't know there was a dress code and they're like oh yeah we did meeting attire and I was like yeah I come to all my meetings like this
0: <laughs> love it
1: <laughs> and then I made a joke it's like if you work hard in Hustle, you can wear a hoodie too <laughs> <laughs> but anyways um, that's good that's but yeah good. I don't think I would do that again I would for sure find I think about the worst case scenario all the time Yeah. and the actual worst case scenario, scenario to me has nothing to do with my business dude I almost don't give a shit about that I think about oh gosh if I, I hope I don't start crying I think about if something happened to Alexa Yeah. if something happened to her I'd be fucked up and that's when everything ends for me but outside of that, the biz- like money, business, clothes, house, car—figure that stuff out. Yeah. But like, what I have with her, I, I don't think I could figure that out.
0: Yeah. Sorry. What? Well, no. Took that in a weird no. way. No, <laughs> no, that's not because that's been the common thread in our whole conversation yeah. is people. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the people in your organization or the even the business partner that went sour that you still care about yeah. and have concern for to this day. Um, whether it's the community that you would hope to be able to you know ask for help and they would be there to support you like People are the most valuable thing that we have available to us in this life mm-hmm. and I think that Too often we I, we either don't see it for what it really is or we abuse it for what it's not and when we truly see them as these amazing opportunities to live life with and create experiences with, then whatever happens around us almost doesn't matter. matter. Like that is just so amazing to me, which has me so fired up about you and the opportunity to step into the next season of life, which is getting married, because as much as you guys have been so close and have just continued to get closer and closer to this relationship, like, dude, It's like steroids time, like it is amazing, you know, and so that's just, it's just continuing to invest in those relationships, so I love that.
1: You know what's crazy, and I I don't want to drag this out too long, because I do feel like we just landed the plane, however. Nope. uh, Okay, great. Um, For the believers out there, it's funny, if we can agree that being in the presence of God is truly bliss, in Matthew it actually says, and correct me if I, if I butcher this. But in Matthew it says, where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there. You know what I mean? And it's like the whole sense of community and that whole idea is such a trendy thing on the internet kinda of it's like, oh build community, But dude, this was written for us before. Yep. A hundred percent. And it's the it's the truth. It yeah. just is the truth, man. And that's why I love dinners over watches, is because dinners you share with people, watches just by myself. Yeah. You know? That's the next one I should actually put on the tweet. Oh.
0: Like that one don't, don't <laughs> rip that off just follow him you're gonna find it. Um, okay so you're working on some cool stuff right now yeah. quite a few cool clients. Um, also you just went through a beta test of something called the Academy yes and so for all the marketers out there they should hear about the Academy. <laughs> uh, thank you for letting me talk. okay wait that, before actually. we do though yeah uh, before he gets into what you're gonna think is sales pitch. What I want you to hear is, is over the last hour and so many minutes that we've been talking, and I'm not cutting a single second of this, uh, as uh, over this entire time, you have heard every reason why you should work with Mikhail and you should work <laughs> with Blue Light. You can laugh about this all you want, but like as much as I said it, you inadvertently just told the entire reason why people should work with you. Because you're not in it for the reasons that will screw them. You're in it to truly help them. Mm-hmm. And your employees are in it for the same reason. That's why you do business with people, right? No like and trust. Like you get that by working with a company like Blue Light. So that being said, and that <laughs> brought to you by Blue Light Media. No. So tell us about the Academy, because I do want to hear a little bit about yeah, what's, so what's next after the beta. Academy is
1: really like a it's like a mm, it's a it's accumulation of all of the work that we've done over the last five and a half years together but really what it is is it's directed toward the marketing departments of one or two so and of brands that are consumer package goods so it's very specific i think is what's great uh, but basically what we've done is we take the attendee through each step of our process how we look at branding and positioning uh, on social media social and digital channels how we do uh, product photography so we'll even do a live like uh, photo shoot of your product there We'll edit it in front of you as well too. Show you how we're doing that. Then we go into community management and content management, the best practices for social media management. Then we'll go into influencer marketing and exactly how we do that with like contracts that are there, templates and all this, as well as paid media management. And then we wrap it up. And the idea is to empower the social, the social marketers and 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 marketing managers of these medium-sized companies um, with the most up-to-date knowledge, or at least what this agency, Blue Light Media, is doing to promote your business, or, or to like help advertise your business, right? Um, just giving them some insight on that. So it's rad, it's like an all-day thing. We provide lunch, like coffee. I don't know, I was really pumped on like what the team did. They really tied it all together, and we were working pretty hard on that, so. It's cool, and so we're launching that. The next one is in January. Yeah, it's January 31st, and that'll be our next event. And yeah.
0: And they can find that on a website?
1: We're working on the marketing campaign right now.
0: All right. <laughs> so just follow Mick yeah, and uh, and you'll get it. Anything else fun you're working on? Um,
1: yeah. yeah, we're working on a program called Groly as well too. This is going to be, um, it's uh, actually, Dalip should hit you up tonight about it. Yeah, right? we
0: talked earlier. Yes.
1: Oh, you did talk. Yeah. Fantastic. He's a great guy, right? Yes. Gosh, dude, he's a good dude. You need to connect with him like in a, in a weird way. <laughs>
0: Just remember when, that when I Mikhail can, says that, he means that.
1: Yeah. Just remember that I saw you first. <laughs> <laughs> he's delib. Man, he's like blue light extended family, and like for me, immediately extended family. One of the best people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. But anyways, he Nelson Mansoor and I um, are working on. Uh, uh, it's basically an integration for for email service providers like Mailchimp, SendGrid, so on and so forth, which allows. You to acquire new subscribers
0: via reward system. I freaking love it. Like Morning Brew, right? Yeah. You subscribe so to the Morning Brew. So it's exactly Morning Brew. Yeah, and anybody that is not subscribed to the Morning Brew, I'm gonna put a link in there so you ah, can support it. us. No, you can do one for me, one for Mikael, because I'm like 13 away from getting a coffee mug. I want a Morning Brew coffee mug. It's yeah, that, a freaking brew, right? that's really cool. Um, I, I see love how that it. works right now.
1: So to the listener, that's exactly yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. And so Morning Brew put out the blueprints on that on Medium.com.
0: Ah. they didn't
1: do like the actual code or anything like yeah. that but they're like the if this then that yeah of that of the platform like they did that
0: so if you want opt-in subscribers to your email list this is something that you're gonna want to watch out for and by the way uh, any everybody says this all the time but if you are relying on Instagram Facebook Twitter uh TikTok, LinkedIn to build community and to and to create a long-term network you are sorely mistaken they are great platforms for a period of time, and one day, they are gonna rip all those people away from you, so you better put them into an email list, and what better way to do it than to reward them. I love it, dude, I wanna create marketing, or like, swag to give away, like, I wanna do all that. I can't wait. Oh, so, uh,
1: so, dude, I'm so pumped that you're gonna do that. You're actually like the perfect person, because I like you, and I want you to get like, the whole, the whole thing. So, it's still in beta phase, though, so what you're gonna, what you are gonna be experiencing is like, okay, we're gonna, is probably gonna get on the phone with you Tell you the things that he needs, show you how to work it, so on and so forth. So, you're going to be part of the growing pains. I will be love honest. I love it. With you.
0: I love that part. Yeah,
1: but it's, it, dude, it's so crazy. You know that F name thing on, uh, on MailChimp? Oh, yeah. So, you literally just, that it'll be like that whole merge tag, but it'll say Groly, let's say, and you just put it in there and all the information populates. Love it. And that sounds simple, but, dude, we've been working to get there for three months.
0: Yeah, aren't you doing some like, Developer con tonight or something? Yeah, we're doing a hackathon. Hackathon. Today. Yeah, it just sounds so cool. The, dude,
1: it's the most amazing thing. I thought when we started that it would be like me and Dilip Mansoor get together and we're just gonna be on our computers are like working on it. No, 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 no. comes in. He has like benchmarks and for us for like every hour of the night. Here's what you're gonna be working on, Mansoor. Here's what you're gonna work on, Mikhail. This is what I'm gonna be working on. Then he check in at ten o'clock. How are we doing on this? You check in on midnight. So let's recap this. Let's have a quick meeting about it. Da, da, da. Literally, we got six months of work done in one night. <laughs> it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. Dalip is a brilliant guy. I,
0: I love f- it. I love that guy. I love it. Yeah. Okay. We're, we are landing the plane. Okay. And here's what we didn't get to talk about. So you owe me another one. Okay. Um, I, I want to dig into a little bit of the behind the scenes on some of the stuff you guys are actually doing for companies sure. because I want to hear how you really do it versus Mm -hmm. a lot of the BS out there. Mm -hmm. Even things like influencer marketing, which is so crazy. And I think that there's a lot of my listeners that could take advantage of working with you guys to hear how to do that. That, uh, you meet with a uh, small CEO group, founders group. Mm -hmm. That's so sick, I'm like really jealous about that. But that's so dope and so um, I want to talk a little bit about like why you decided to Can do we that. Can you commit
1: to Mondays? One Monday a month? I could. Okay. So there's an actual vetting process for this now but you have to interview with two people outside uh-huh. of me and then if those two people approve you then we'll collectively vote as...
0: You're hearing this live. Yeah. No, or recorded. But it's, it's like real stand. though because
1: if it was me I'd just be like yeah I but know, then I that, know. Doesn't, that doesn't facilitate the value for the entire
0: No, it's dope. Right. And, I, and I didn't really mean to do that. I just mean that I think it's really cool. So we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about the fact that you absolutely love boxing. I do. And you are a boxing badass. Um, Thank you. Follow him on Instagram. Watch his posts in the morning. The dude sweats like crazy, but he beats the crap out of a lot of stuff. So that's super cool. So I think there's so many more things that we can talk about. Um, but I, I am just going to finish um, by saying this again. Like, you are as genuine of a person as anybody I've ever met in my life. And, like, of a few things that I know that I'm really, really good at, it's a judge of character. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that you just are who you are and you aren't willing to admit when you screw up, you aren't willing to admit when you don't know something, um, that, that you just allow people to see you for you. And through that, you have in such a short period of time grown a successful business, you're serving massively known companies, you built an amazing team of people like when I've gotten a chance to work with them in like funny ways that I can tell you guys about another time like they're just such kind people and so you have done all of that and I know that like that's the blessing of God on your life and I know that's the result of those people contributing to you too but you are an amazing individual and like I have such a deep care and love for you because of that and so Thank you for what you've done to me and how you've invested to me in such a short period of time. You have had a serious impact on my life. That's so crazy, man.
1: I actually think that you've given more value into my life than vice versa.
0: I I wish I could figure out how, but thank you. (laughs) Um, So how can people, we've talked about it a lot, but how can people connect with you? You can find
1: me on any social platform at Mick, M-I-Q-K, and the Q comes before the K.
0: M-I-Q-K. Got to follow him. Are you still doing TikTok?
1: A little bit. I've been working. And then I took all the social media platforms off my home screen, so I don't open them as often. Oh,
0: that's smart. Okay, so TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Snapchat. LinkedIn, Snapchat. Mikhail's got a podcast. <laughs> Used to be called The Podcast. Yeah. Not anymore. What's it called again? Oversharing. Oversharing, that's right. So go check out that podcast. He's had some dope guests lately that uh, you will be super-duper encouraged to listen to. Plus, you get just to listen to him talk. He's always great to listen to <laughs> Um, so uh, connect with him if you have any feedback you have any questions uh, whether it's for me for him please feel free to reach out thank you we are an hour and 15 minutes in i've been going a little bit more long form but i feel like these are super valuable things for people to hear there's so much that you can take away from an episode like this whether you own a business work for somebody else or you just want to be better at life And so as I try and say as often as possible, if you want something out of the life you are living, be more of yourself. I can't say that any more clearly than that. Another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast in the books. Mikhail, thanks buddy. Thank you man. Peace guys.